Hello, everybody, and we are back here with the 615 Podcast, and I'm joined with two special guests, Oregon four-star commit running back Jordan James and Khalil James, star Oakland receiver. So, guys, what's up? How's it feel? State champion again, back-to-back? You too? Yeah, I know. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. So, um, let's get right into it. Jordan, we're going to go ahead and ask you some questions. We're also going to ask you some questions too, Khalil. Um, I'll go ahead and ask a question for Khalil. Uh, Khalil, you know, you were, I feel like you're a very underrated dude in just last season for Oakland. I felt like you were a big piece for our football team. So I just want to go ahead and ask, like, what is a play for you that, you know, you, the, the first play that comes to mind when you think of, uh, like, your best plays or one of your best moments? Um, probably, like, um, second round of playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, cut that bubble. Against, uh, who was it? Shelbyville? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that play. That was a nice play. He, like, broke everybody there, dude. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so we didn't make the playoffs. So I, I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> now, uh, Jordan, of course, you committed to Oregon yesterday, decommitted from Georgia. Um, one of the, he wanted to ask you about that one. So. Yeah, I was just, what led to you decommitting from uh, Georgia to Oregon? Like, what led up to that process? It was just like, I just wanted to, you know, I didn't really give uh, any schools a chance, you know, at the beginning of the recruiting process. And I was just all locked in on Georgia, but, like, I just wanted to get out there and see new places. And, like, Oregon's a place that, like, caught my eye, and I just, like, for me, loved it when I went out there. So. That's, That's good. That's good. That's good. So, um, another question. Did you have another question for Georgia? Yeah, and this is kind of the same type of thing. How did the recruiting process change for you over time, like, early in the process to later in it? And I was just... Really, it was really all the same. Uh, you get the most, uh, like the same recruiting picks for most of the coaches. You know, uh, it's just some schools come in the mix, some schools get out the mix because, like, you know, feel like you wouldn't fit in there. Or, you know, it's too deep over there. You know, what I'm saying you want to go somewhere, yeah. get more playing time, something like that. So, it just, it just depends. You know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I have a question for both of y'all. Who do y'all feel like you guys emulate your game after? I'll go with you here, uh, here first, Khalil. Uh, that's hard. <laughs> like any player in the league right now or in the past that you looked up to that you're like I want to do things like that guy does it or it does you you can just do your own thing you know that too yeah or if you still want to think about it, Jordan can go ahead yeah yeah you <laughs> I said to think about that no, I don't really like, I don't really got nobody that like model my game after but it's just like I had some favorite players growing up, like growing up, like you know, Adrian Peterson stuff like that. So. Adrian Peterson's yeah, a good one. Definitely, yeah. Adrian Peterson's cool. a good one. I remember watching him back in the day, dude. And this year, oh yeah, for a couple weeks. Mean, yeah, for a couple weeks when he was with Tennessee, of course, you know that was exciting. I, when we first got him, I was like, oh, I know. man, like. And then we crazy. cut him like three yeah. weeks later. It's like okay. <laughs> yeah. Back to you, Khalil. Man, I was looking up to like a lot of a lot of receivers, mm-hmm. like kind of like Jamar Chase, Kadarius Tony. Oh, by the way, you know, Khalil's an LSU guy. You know, you know, LSU, you know. <laughs> he's the only SEC guy not in here now. He's the only guy oh, that's that not in the SEC He's now. a Tennessee fan, yeah. so, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it's tough for him, like, every year. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we're turning it around. Hopefully. All I can do is hope. Yeah, that's all you can do. But, I mean, LSU hasn't been great the last You won a national championship two years ago. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so um, the next question is for you, Jordan. Um, what is your relationship like with uh, Coach Lanning? Uh, at Oregon. And the rest yeah, of the offensive staff. The, yeah, the rest of the offensive staff. Uh, yeah, well, really, I just get, like, over over these last, like, few, probably, like, three weeks, I got the chance to, like, get to know most of them because, you know, they're new there. They're yeah. it's a whole new staff. So, our new Coach Lanning was from Georgia. So, yeah. uh, Coach Locke, the running back coach, he recruited me at Florida State. Oh, okay. So, I already had a relationship with him, too. But, like, yeah, 
we just, I don't know, we, we, I just feel like they recruited me hard, like, they were on me, they were, like, on me, like, you feel me? And so I just feel like we just clicked, and we got a pretty good relationship with all of them. So. That's good. Yeah, I was going to ask, um, did you talk to Coach Lanning any, like, previously when you were getting recruited by Georgia, or was it just at Oregon, really? No, nah, really just at Oregon, but it was, like, uh, like, I talked to him a little bit at Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not anything, like, too serious, though, you know? Yeah, I got you. But, yeah. Um, I got another question for Khalil, you know, um, I feel like you're very, like I said in the beginning, you're a very underrated guy. When these college coaches are recruiting you, please go ahead and say, like, what are these college coaches getting out of you? Like, what kind of guy or what kind of player is Khalil James? Uh, they'll be getting a, a man that can do everything, mm-hmm. basically. Like a Swiss Army knife. He is. I'm not going to lie. He played running back for us, yeah. played a little bit of corner, played receiver. He's a really good receiver. He runs great routes. So I'm just saying it right now. College coaches, if you guys want another receiver or just a gadget guy, Khalil James is your guy. I'm telling you all right now. <laughs> So well, um, I just wanted yeah. to say real quick, this is kind of off topic. Thank you for fumbling the first play against us. I don't even think that was Jordan. I no, think that was no, AP. I know. I'm just saying. I just want to thank y'all for fumbling the first play against us, just to give yeah, us some yeah, hope. Yeah, black yeah, just to give us some yeah. hope. You know that we maybe had a chance, but then y'all took over, so it was fine. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you have another jo- uh, question for Jordan or Khalil or um, one of them? Oh yeah, uh, one question I was going to ask you: What was the transition from private to public school like for you? It was pretty smooth. Uh, like Coach Creasy and Oakland like did a good job of like helping me through that though. So yeah. it wasn't as hard as it could have been. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I fit better in a public school though. Yeah. So that's, that's why I feel like it was easier. That's something he had to go through too. Yeah. yeah. So I totally understand that one. Um, what was your favorite moment? Like a play for you that you were like, oh yeah, it's like this is this is gonna be a play I remember <laughs> for like the rest of my life. Like I'm never gonna forget this. I'm just going for more from this year, like uh, the one against Seagull. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was tough. That was tough. Yeah, I did the same thing. Just ran around, ran around those guys, you know, spun around. Uh, yeah, I saw that one. play. Yeah. That was crazy. That was a crazy yeah. play. Oh, um, so. Why well, another question? Again. One thing I wanted to ask you too: um, Have you gotten like, how's the NIL kind of like changed your look on recruiting? Any or has it any at all? That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you know, it's, you, you think about it a little bit, but at the end of the day, you're going to, you know, school to play ball. But it's like if you're, you know, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're working hard, those those things are going to come when you get to that level, you know. So Definitely. I feel like it's nothing to really worry about too much right now in high school. Yeah. You know, still got to prove yourself, you know. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about um, y'all's relationship with Coach Chris. You know, that's a big, I feel like that's a big thing to talk about right now, especially especially you, Khalil. You know, how has Coach Chris helped you? you know, grow as a player, grow as a person? Man, um, freshman year, he wasn't really looking at me, mm-hmm. like, for real. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm for real. Like, he wasn't even looking at me for real because, like, I didn't play that much. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I came in sophomore year to, like, to, like, prove myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, I learned the plays quick. And I, like, started getting in in the playoffs. And then that's when... That's good. That's good. It was a crazy playoff run, dude. Like when we went to Maryville this past year, uh, season, dude. That was crazy when we beat them there. It was. It was. Oh, that, was that was. That was. That no, was. My favorite fun. thing y'all did is how y'all like changed y'all's road uniforms. Just oh to man, like, that, that was, was so, so funny. That was. So, I was not even expecting us to do that. That's the crazy mm-hmm. part. Like I, can, I, like everybody knew. And then I came in and like looked in my locker and I was like, What the heck? Is, yeah, I was like, Is this a new jersey? Was, yeah, those are lit, bro. I like those a lot. Like those a lot. So um, we're gonna get right into the Super Bowl picks. So you know we're gonna go around the room. Actually, I'll go first. I'll yeah, go you first. go first. I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, You're the one so, who has the most notes. Yeah, so, so right now, between of course, the Super Bowl is between the Rams and the Bengals. You know, Joe Burrow, former LSU guy, you know, won a national championship <laughs> with him two years ago. And Jamar Chase, too. Yes, I know. I Don't worry. I'm not forgetting about my LSU guys. You know, I got love for them. They, well, if you name one, you might as well name they, all they, of them. They, 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 you know they made me, like, the happiest person alive, like, two years ago. Now it's like... Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then he tore our heart out, like, two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or that two was, weeks that kind ago. of sucked. I wasn't that mad, though. I was. Be, I, I was. Yeah, we I had no I reason to be happy. He was cussing out everybody in the house when the Titans lost. I, I did. He did. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I, I've, gotten, I've gotten over it. But, um, so... With me, I'm I'm gonna go Bengals, and here's why. Obviously. Multiple reasons as to why I'm going with the Bengals. First of all, Joe Burrow is the main reason why. Dude is a second-year quarterback, but he plays like a ten-year veteran. Like, and he said it himself. He's not phased by any. Uh, he's not phased by any home field crowd. You know, like he's. Well, I thought we were gonna break him. Dude was the coolest dude on the field. Yeah. Then the, of course, he goes to Arrowhead. Nobody wins in Arrowhead. Like Mahomes was undefeated in the playoffs at home, yeah. and he. One. I saw a stat. I saw something the other day. There's only two men that have beaten Mahomes in the playoffs: Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I know. Like, only isn't two. that crazy? That's like, ridiculous. I never, I never even think about that. So only two. Um, another, but the thing is, everybody's like, "What about the Rams defense?" You know, they got Jalen Ramsey. Of course, Ramsey's going to be on Jamar Chase, and that's a very exciting matchup. Definitely. I'm ready to see. I'm very excited to see a matchup with that. But everybody talks about the Rams uh, D lineman with you know Von Miller and uh, Aaron Donald, of course, but. And I know that Bengals O-line is having trouble. I mean, still, the Titans did give a – or the Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times and we lost. I don't even want to talk about the Titans. It's just going <sighs> to break my heart. Um, Why did you mention it? I'm sorry. I just had – I had to. It's a part of my take. Oh, yeah. Who's y'all's NFL teams? Yes. I'm a Saints fan. Oh, yeah. I know it's rough for y'all. I mean, you've had your times. Yeah. The Saints have been cheated out of a couple exactly, Super Bowls. Exactly, yeah. I, 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 I Especially, say. like – with the Rams and that pass interference, man, that was that was bad. I don't that even was so want to know bad. how mad you were. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man, I w- I was just sitting there watching it. I was so angry. Or the mini and it's like you couldn't even but... no. That the Rams one's worse if you because like oh uh, yeah, I'm asking you, which one's worse for you, the Minneapolis miracle or the, or the pass interference with the Rams? Oh yeah, yeah. I would pass interference. With no, the you're Rams. just sitting there. It's like, did it just happen? Did yeah. they really just yeah, miss? Yeah, like, like I don't even know how they missed that. But back to the Bengals and Rams. Um, I know the Bengals O-line has been a question mark for the uh, Bengals all year, but I feel like, you know, they only gave up one sack to the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs D-line isn't the Rams D-line, but Joe Burrow is very mobile. He can move around in the pocket, and under when he's under pressure, his passing rating is off the charts. It's 96.4. Yeah, and one, one, one thing that surprised me is how mobile he's been able to yeah. be this year. Like, I mean, he just tore his ACL, yeah. like, last year. Oh, that play that he had against the Chiefs, that was a yeah, huge I know. play. Changed the whole game. So um, that's why I have the Bengals, of course. I'll go ahead to Khalil, who you got in the Super Bowl. You already know who I got. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, it, I, you already know. We already know the LSU yeah. guys got. Yeah. Jordan, who do you got? Bro, I'm going to go with the Rams, bro. I've, see, I've, I'm going with the, I, I'm like I like the Rams by like a field goal right now too. By see, I I feel like that's how. Yeah. Just like the Rams, like the Rams D line is gonna like they're gonna rip through the Bengals O line. Like like you said, the Titans sacked them how many times? Nine. Nine times. It, it's it's insane. Well, it wouldn't and like you said, it wouldn't surprise me the Rams did something like that either. And it's I I don't know if they can win a game like that getting <laughs> sacked nine yeah. times twice. I mean, if they did it with the Titans, look, the thing about the Bengals is this. Like, they are playing literally to survive in advance. It's not like they're blowing teams out. Like, they are literally playing yeah. to their strengths. And, like, they're, if, and they're, 
and I mean they're just playing to keep it close, keep yeah. it close the whole game, keep it within a field goal, so where they can win with a field goal. Right. And they got the best, probably the best yeah. rookie kicker in the league, Evan McPherson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude's a crazy kicker. So I mean, if they can keep it within a field goal, and I think they can definitely do that. And um, one thing nobody talks about, I feel like that's going to be a factor is okay, Jamar Chase will be covered by Jalen Ramsey, of course. So we don't know how that matchup yeah. is going to go, but. I mean, the Bengals still have two 1,000-yard receivers and Pro Bowl receivers. They got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, of course. Joe Mixon can catch the ball out of the backfield. And then P. Ron's coming along. So they have a bunch yeah, of weapons yeah. that I feel like the Rams yeah. don't really have as much. Definitely. Especially on the defense end to cover all of those guys. Yeah. So that's why I'm going Bengals. But we'll go to you, Christian. Let me hear your explanation. Yeah, why well, the Rams. I just I, I just want to appreciate how random this is. Like, who would have cool. thought the, play, yeah. the Rams and the Bengals? Did like, it's the I two mean, four seeds. I never thought the Bengals. Yeah, like, I know. Like, that's what, anything, I, my prediction for the from, Super Bowl. I knew it from the start. My prediction. I will admit, like, the only person – that picked like the Bengals to make the Super Bowl was my mother that I know. My mom was the only person to pick the Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl, which was crazy because when they beat the Chiefs, she like came in there and started dancing and like was pointing. Like, I told you. Yeah, I, mean, I can. I can. Yeah, see it was her just hilarious. That. But like, um, my Super Bowl pick for me going into the playoffs was uh, Chiefs and Packers. I was I would have picked the Titans, but I was yeah, like, no. Mine was Titans Packers. So, so who is your Super Bowl prediction? Man, they gonna be Bengals for the Really? Really? You thought it was going to be Bengals? You were almost, you almost at yeah, it. Yeah, you almost did. Yeah, that would have been really close. What about you, Jordan? Well, I don't even know. Bro. The, the Chiefs and someone else. <laughs> I'm the Chiefs for sure. Yeah, um, my mom's a Chiefs fan, so yes. she was not. Oh, I know that was Sunday. heartbreaking. For Dude, her honestly, she was, she was just like, we got beat by the better team. She didn't even. She wasn't even. I mean, mad. like, no. If if the Bengals do end up winning the Super Bowl as a Titans fan, I won't even be as. I know. Bad. At least like yeah, we, can, we lost to the Super Bowl champions. I, like, I it almost makes me want to cheer for the Bengals because like at least we lost. But then if the Rams win, I'm just gonna be like, we I blew them out. I mean, like, I would, I, that's all I'm gonna be able to think is, about. We blew them out the this year. The thing is, I would not be mad if the Rams won it all one because you know I'm a big Odell Beckham fan just because of the way he was treated in Cleveland, and I felt like that whole situation was just, everybody was calling him childish and calling yeah. him a cancer for the team when clearly we all saw... It was never who, his fault. Yeah, yeah. and we, clearly we saw who the problem is, and we still see who the problem is. And, every, like, literally I was arguing with people because they said Odell Beckham's going against teams like number two option or number two corner because they're double-teaming Cooper Cup. Yeah. I'm like, okay, and, like... like that, like, that's a good thing yeah, for him. Yeah, I'm like, y'all <laughs> act like he's not supposed to be putting up the numbers that he's putting up, so... Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't be mad if the Rams found a way to pull that one out. Yeah, that and like I like Stafford a lot, and like this might be his best shot at getting a Super Bowl. So. Yeah, so I I I agree with you on that. I'm just yeah, like I'm just glad we have a Super Bowl where like there's pros for each team yeah, winning. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, because last year's Super Bowl I didn't I don't I don't yeah, dislike Tom same. Brady, but he's not one it's of nothing, my. Favorite. It was it wasn't yeah. anything new. Speaking of yeah. Tom Brady, he officially retired after 22 years. Um, which is crazy because, like, we all, I know we grew up watching Tom Brady, and I know, like, I know it's it's crazy. He was talking about that the other day. He was saying how like it's it's the the six that I wrote. That's Eli Eli Manning, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and uh, who's the last one? Oh, Ben Roethlisberger. They're all gone now. That's crazy because, like, we all grew up with those I know. quarterbacks. So, when I saw that, I was like, dude, I'm so old. <laughs> That's why. That's like, my childhood. I know. Like, we all grew up with those guys. And, like, it's just crazy to think about that, you know, all, all of them are gone. I know. Like, I remember playing Madden 12 and literally playing my oh, grandfather man. with, like, all You had all to say those Madden 12. Well, like, Madden, I love Madden 12. Madden I know, 12 that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why. It's, I know. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> no, 13 was good, too, and after 13, it just went downhill. Oh, Madden hasn't been the same. But Tom Brady, so, I mean, he's going to go. He, he probably is the greatest. I mean, people said he's the greatest player to ever play in the NFL. Yeah. Dude went to 10 Super Bowls and won seven of them. 
five Super Bowl MVPs, three NFL MVPs. Right, he's definitely the best. Yeah, I mean, he went to. I, it was, it's either it's like twelve or fourteen conference championships. Yeah. It's he has like the most conference championship anymore. wins. He eighty-four thousand five hundred and twenty-four career yards, six hundred and twenty six hundred and twenty-four passing touchdowns. And what's crazy is this dude was drafted in the sixth round. Like, uh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, he was drafted in the that, sixth round. Like, what's crazy, crazy to me every time I feel, like he retired after two of his best seasons. He's oh, I know. That's like, that's like the crazy. He's. I mean, I wouldn't be very surprised if he wins MVP this year. I feel like it's gonna. They're gonna give it to Aaron no Rodgers. Yeah. But if Brady wins it, I'm not gonna be anyone yeah. surprised. But dang, like Tom Brady's really retiring. I mean, I've been waiting for this day. Or, like, the week that I get to talk about Tom Brady retiring. I am. But, like, at the same time, it's like, now that it hits me, I'm like, dang, I'm really growing up. Like, well, Tom Brady is officially gone. Like, I'm not going to see yeah. Tom Brady in a just any uniform. Yeah. I am glad we got a couple of years of him in Tampa because, like, see, growing up, my unfor- the unfortunate thing for me is my family raised me a Colts fan. It was the worst. <laughs> it was just because it was, it was Peyton. It was just because Peyton. As soon as he left, I was like, all right, I can be a Titans fan now. But yeah, I always grew up hating him because of that. Obviously, mm-hmm. I know, and, I just uh, like I'm just glad. Brady. I'm just glad we got a couple years of him on the Bucks because he was a lot more likable with them. I just and I just I hate the Patriots. <laughs> who, who doesn't hate the Patriots? Yeah. I, mean, oh, I didn't. I Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I Y'all, didn't, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, well, now that Tom Brady's gone, and um, you know, this opens everything up for the Saints division. It opens everything up for the Panthers. Panthers have a chance. Saints definitely. I feel like the Saints can win that division now. That, that division is no wide open. Yeah, now. it's wide yeah. open now. It's not you know hooked, and it wasn't even hooked when Tom Brady was there. But it's you know it's not like everybody's not going to pick them to win that division because they they have a question mark at quarterback. Like right now, the best quarterback they have is Blaine Gabbert. Like Blaine, <laughs> like Blaine Gabbert, oh dude. <laughs> hey, he, he, wasn't he our quarterback for that winning in game against Indy? I don't remember. It, yeah, because Marcus got remember, hurt. Man. Yeah, that was a great game to watch. <laughs> I literally serious. called it. You remember Marcus when Adoree muffed that punt in that yeah. game? Yeah. Oh, when I we called had to, it. When we had to play the Colts. When the punt was in the air, the I said, please don't muff it. And he muffed yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm thing. done. Yeah, I turned the game I just, off. I would turn the game off, too, man. Like, that's that's just annoying. So, um, next topic. What was I going to – what were we going to say? Um, oh, who um, are y'all favorite NBA teams? This is a good question for you. Who are y'all favorite NBA teams? You know, I'm a Laker fan all the way. You know, I got well, Laker my Grizzlies are the three seed in the West right Nobody now. Nobody cares so, about the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. You're a Grizzly fan? I'm just a Jaw fan, but... Uh, yeah. You're a Jaw fan? I, like I mean, that. he's playing at an MVP like level. He's playing at an MVP level. I can't hate. I've been a fan of the Grizzlies and of John Moran. No, dude, definitely. Dude's the, I mean, he's giving us, like, a swagger we've never had before. Oh, yeah. I mean, even in, like, the grit and grind days, like... We weren't like this confident or oh, anything. No, like, no. like, I mean, yeah. he's he's like I watched that Knicks game. He he's making a freaking highlight reel play every every time you look. Oh, up. I watched, I enjoyed watching like, that game. John Moran is just he's something crazy. And I feel like he should crazy. Yeah. He should be in for the MVP contention. Yeah. I don't know why he isn't. I don't hear his name when people talk about MVP. I hear Steph Curry, Joel Embiid. You know, I hear a bunch yeah. of guys, but I don't hear his, uh, his name is a name I don't hear. Well, the guy that's not been talked about enough on that Grizzlies team, Desmond Bain, dude. I had I had no yeah. idea who he was. I didn't hear about him. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, who the heck is this dude? He makes every t- everything he shoots. Like, yeah. So, oh, back to the college thing. I also had a question. Um, I j- just came to me now. I don't even know why. Um, you know, what are your goals while, while you're trying to get to Oregon, like at Oregon right now? What it, When you get to Oregon next year, what is, like, your goals Gotta get bigger, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, get of course, of course. Game, you know, try to get out there and get some plans on. You know, as fast as I can. You know. 
Just, just grind, basically, you know, it's first season. Pac-12 is getting a lot better too. The Pac-12 yeah, is yeah, getting yeah. a lot better. Yeah. Is there a, is there a specific Pac-12 team you're looking to play? I know what he's trying to get yeah. him to say. No, like I'm serious. Like, is there is there a specific Pac-12 you're... team you're looking forward to play? Probably USC. Uh, uh, USC. Yes, yes. yes. I, want, I want y'all please beat UCLA, and here's why. I USC, you mean? No. Oh yeah, USC. I don't know why I said UCLA. USC. I'm sorry. First of all, Caleb Williams, he should have came to LSU because if he would have came to oh LSU, he would have won. I'm just, I'm being for real. He should have came yeah, to LSU, yeah. right? I mean, we have Brian Kelly. He would have loved, he would have yeah, loved Brian yeah. Kelly. What's the A and M transfer y'all got? What's uh, his face? Harold Perkins. Oh, he's no, 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 the quarterback. No, we didn't get a transfer from A and M. I thought y'all did. No, no. What's we didn't get a transfer. Yeah, we got a deal. No, I know who you're talking about too. Yes, we didn't get a. I'm talking about the portal. No, we didn't get a quarterback. We got a bunch of quarterbacks from signing day. We didn't get any transfers. I don't know what I was thinking about. Anyway. We didn't get any transfers, but we well, we have gotten some transfers. We got a transfer from Louisiana that I'm he's a receiver that I'm oh, really okay. looking forward to seeing. But yes, please beat UCLA, man. Like I'm going to be tuning in to that game. That's going to be a good game. USC, twice. oh my gosh. Jeez. USC, that's going to be a good game. You know, Lincoln Riley, of course, Caleb Williams. Yeah. They had a lot of transfers. Did you? By the way, did y'all hear Lincoln Riley said the transfer portal needs to be like fixed. Uh, he's the worst person. That there's, I, like I think that there just needs to be some like limitations to it. Like, I don't think you should be able to transfer like in conference. I mean, personally, we've gotten screwed with that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Henry. Tosa. I mean, half. Of, yeah, he can go to hell. I hate that guy. Um, I hope he tears his ACL every time he steps on the field. Let's <laughs> be honest. Uh, yeah, I'm representing our fan base well. I think I'm an accurate representation of our oh, fan base. Tennessee yeah, fan. I told you guys. He's like, See, that's why I'm. Ca- I was kind of hoping you would commit to Oregon because like now I can cheer for you. Yeah, I don't have to cheer against you every game. He texts me when you committed to Georgia. He texts me. He's like, "Dang it, I gotta cheer against this guy." I can't cheer for him. I can't cheer for him. Then he, I'm like, "Yes, I can cheer for him." (laughs) (laughs) So, Galil, is there a school like if a school offered you right now, you would go to like like a dream dream school? I guess a dream school. Yeah. Miami. Miami. (laughs) Miami. Miami. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Of course, for sure. What make What makes Miami so special to you, man? I just love. Coaches. They're real cool. Yeah. Telling you, I don't know why he isn't getting any offers, dude. Like, you're, I know, I feel like you're going to have a big senior season, dude, to get some yeah, offers. And y'all need to check yeah. out his highlights. You know, y'all need to go and huddle and check out his highlights. And tell, college coaches need, there's plenty of guys on our on my fo- on our football team that, you know, don't have offers that yeah. should yeah. or don't have the offers yeah, that they need. Yeah, so definitely. I feel like we can use this to get their name out there and things of that nature. It'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Well, it was. I'm very excited we got to talk to you guys and get y'all on. Um, this was a very exciting episode. We hope um, maybe we can have them back. Yeah, looking in the future, yeah, might maybe. have y'all back for some more things. But um, yeah, it was great talking to you guys. Yeah, you guys can say anything to the camera that you want. Nice to meet you. Just appreciate y'all for having me, bro. Yes, sir. Yep, definitely. Appreciate you for tuning in. Let's hit the stop button. All right, so we're back from our interview with Jordan James. And we hope you guys enjoyed that. It was really fun. Um, you know, how did you feel about the interview? I thought it was. Yeah, I it was it went cool. Very well. You know, I'm, we're not gonna lie. We weren't expecting Khalil, but it, yeah, I'm and glad like, he yeah, was here. Yeah, and that's what um, we want our podcast to do. We, we feel like you know, there's so many talented guys out here in Tennessee. Not for high school, middle. Everybody is talented here, and so you know, we want to use our platform to get everybody's name out there, and that's why you know we created this. And you know, we're we're very heavy on sports. Not just Tennessee sports, but worldwide just, sports. So yeah. that's why we felt the need. It was good for us to bring Khalil on here. So definitely. And if any 
all my Blatman guys, I can already hear him. When are we going to get yeah. hey, Don't worry. I got you. Just, just relax. <laughs> don't worry. I got you. Everybody's asking me, like, Zeph, when can I be on the podcast? Don't worry, guys. I will get you guys on as soon as possible. It's a long guest list, but don't worry. You guys are going to be on there soon. Definitely. So the next topic we're going to go into is we're going to finish the NBA. Um, I had some trade rumors. Uh, one of the trade rumors that I had wrote down that I thought was very interesting was the Sixers are thinking about trading Ben Simmons to the Wizards for Bradley Beal. What do you think about that one? Okay, so Ben Simmons of the Wizards mm-hmm. right. for for Brad Beal hmm. could work out. You think it would? I don't know. I don't know. It, it's hard for me to picture him in a Sixers uniform. Brad Beal, but think and about like, it. I don't know. You probably know more than I. Well, would about the thing it. is, the Sixers. I feel like what the Sixers needed was they need another score. I mean, I'm not saying Ben Simmons isn't a guy that's going to score, but he's not a guy that will get you 20 or 25 or 30. Bradley Beal is that guy, and I was yeah, really hoping the Lakers would trade for him. By the way, I'm a Laker fan, guys, and sadly it's horrible for us, but that we'll get into that topic later. Now, back to this. Brad Bradley Beal, he's a pure scorer. I mean, dude, can, he's a three-level scorer. He can score from in the paint, from the three-point line. I mean, he can do it all mid-range, and he's, like, yeah, like I said, he's a great scorer, and that's what the 76ers need. They already have, you know, they got Seth Curry, who's coming along, Tobias Harris. They got a Joel Embiid, of course, who's the MVP frontrunner as of right now. So I feel like if they get a guy like Brad Beal, I mean, they – they're in heavy contention to win the NBA Finals That's to compete with somebody like. Because look in the East, you know, in the East you got to compete. You got to be able to compete with Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn they are they are they're on a losing streak right now. They lost last night to the Kings, so that makes it sick straight for them. But yeah, Kevin, I, Kyrie's not helping much. No, he's not. He's really not. And I, I feel I saw those highlights. I was like, that's, that's not that's good. Not, yeah, like it's it's surprising to see the Brooklyn Nets, who we thought. I mean, who who did you have to win the NBA Finals? I had the Lakers, but then like if if I wasn't biased, if I wasn't like a fan of the NBA, I would pick the Brooklyn Nets. I was I mean, kind of to be on to be completely honest. I thought this was the Suns' redemption year. Oh, I, I, I mean, the Suns are the best team in the NBA right Definitely, now. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Devin Booker's playing at an MVP level. Chris Paul's being Chris Paul, which I mean, no. And I I love their coach. Oh man, Monty Williams. He, great he's probably coach. my favorite. Co- he's a great coach, man. He's I mean, he's I, would, I feel like he's one of the best I mean, coaches I love, in the NBA. He is the best coach in the NBA to me as of right now. I love Jenkins too, but if if we could have Monty Williams, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, it's the Suns. What they've only lost nine games? Isn't that crazy? They've only lost nine games on the season. Yeah, I saw on Sports Center like they were like, the Suns are forty-one and nine. They're now officially five hundred. They can lose every other game and they'll finish five hundred. That, like that, that's like, amazing. And like they'll they'll have the one seed. Like that's that's if the Lakers somehow make it to the playoffs, they'll be an eight seed. We'll play the Suns. I'm not picking us to win that series right now. Okay, so we're the stand. Are are y'all the eight seed right now? Right now we're the ninth seed. We beat Portland last night, so so if y'all to get in, y'all be the eight seed. Yes, y'all we, win the play in. If yeah. we win the play, well, if, it depends. If we win the first play in game, right? Yeah, yeah. I almost forgot how that would work to the other end. I was like, oh yeah, we were in it last year because we had to beat the Spurs and then we had to beat the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. But um, so yeah. Oh, another thing I want to talk about the Chicago Bulls, man. They're at the top of the East. I know. I, I like, isn't that crazy? No, like I didn't even realize that until like a month ago. Yeah. I was just looking at the standings, just browsing through them one day, and I was like, ah, whatever. And then I was like, wait a second. Yeah, like the, back, Bulls, I was like, like the, the Bulls, Bulls are in first. Yeah. Well, one, I mean, you knew the Bulls were going all in when they traded for DeMar DeRozan. You know, they got Alonzo Ball, which is a great pickup for him. Alex Caruso, who left the Lakers. I feel Saturday. like a lot of those moves have went under the radar, too. Like, yeah. Them trading for Demar and getting Caruso, like I didn't even know about either. No, the thing is though, like nobody talks about it. Alex Caruso is playing a like, heavy know. minutes, and he's playing a big role. That's my guy. Like we, I mean, I loved Alex. He Caruso represents he was, as well. <laughs> I loved Alex Caruso when he was with <laughs> LA, of course. So um, it hurt to see him leave, but at the same time, 
Now that he, you know, Chicago knows his worth. He was coming off the bench. I'm pretty sure he's starting in Chicago now. Yeah, so, he is. Yeah, sure. and, like, he's he leads the league in steals. Isn't that crazy? He yeah. leads the league. In, and, like, he's up for the defensive player of the year. And I wouldn't be um, surprised if he won. So the Bulls at the top of the um, East, and they're heavy contenders to win the NBA Finals. Yeah. Um, you know, you, of course, in the East, you got the Bucks, the Miami Heat with Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler. They've been playing well. Um, back to the West, uh, I want to hear you talk about more about your Grizzlies, man. How you feel about this? I know right. you're very happy well, about the Well, like Grizzlies. I was saying earlier when they were here, so we got, you know, obviously John Morant brings a swagger we've never had before, <laughs> and it's so fun. This is like the most fun I've ever had watching the Grizzlies. We did have a tough loss in overtime the other night against the Sixers, but I wasn't even mad after that game. I was like... How can I be mad after that? Like, that game was so fun to watch. Like, I, I wasn't even – like, we've got – and like I was talking about Desmond Bain earlier, super underrated. I have no idea how like how we, how we this many teams passed on him. We, we picked him in, like, like 29th last what, year. Where is he from? TCU. TCU, okay. He was, like, a four-year guy from TCU. Okay. I have no idea how many people passed on him. Like, hey, you know, you can I, find – I was any, happy with yeah, him, Yeah, you can find hidden gems in the NBA draft. Like, I, the thing is, like, when you look at the NBA draft – not a lot of rookies that were drafted in that top 10, top 20. A lot of the guys that won Rookie of the Year, you know, or some guys that won Rookie of the Year were drafted in the second round, Definitely. you know, or later in the first round. So, you know, y'all picking up Desmond Bain, of course that was a big pickup. I mean, dude's playing lights out right now. Yeah. That whole Grizzlies, I really like Jaron Jackson. And you told me last year, and he, I didn't believe him, I was not high on the Grizzlies. He told me if we had Jaron Jackson, Jackson, it would be yeah. a whole different and I, season. I, I'm going to be honest, he needs to win Defensive Player of the Year. Really? I don't think... There's any debate for it. Person, well, obviously I'm biased. I think. I mean, I think John Morant, defensive player of the year, John, uh, Jaron Jackson. I think John Morant should be higher in the MVP conversation than well, the, what everybody's talking about. I do about too, now. but like the problem is, like, there's so many guys playing good. Right I know, now. but that's the look, problem. Like, you gotta think about it like this. Okay, so uh, they did a side by side, and that's that's every time I look at John Morant play, he reminds me of Derrick Rose back in 2011, oh, yeah. of course. I saw like what got me excited and like kind of made me smile. I, did you see where Shaq said he reminds he reminds him of a young Kobe? Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, like I saw the side by side. We saw John Morant's numbers. We saw Derrick Rose's numbers. He has better numbers than what Derrick Rose yeah, did his crazy. his MVP season. So not only that's not the only reason I'm saying he should win an MVP. Just look at the Grizzlies. Like the Grizzlies were barely making the playoffs. Now they're in, they're they're a team that could possibly go under the radar and win the finals. No, I, I look. Slow I, down. Look, man. Slow look, down. I'm just saying it could slow, happen. Slow down. It could happen. Let's let's. My goal this year, get win a playoff series. And the reason I say that is because we haven't won one in so long. I just want to do that. Last time we did was like the Warriors. It was either their first ring or the 73 and 9 years. That was the last year we won a playoff series. Really? So, I just want to – let's just win a playoff series, and then anything we do past that, great. <laughs> well, and, and we'll build on it for next year. Because, well, like, my thing is, like, these guys aren't going anywhere. Like, yeah. they're all super young. young yeah. So, that's, like – That's the best part about it. You guys, like, drafted these guys. Oh, and, yeah, like, no. it – and. You know, we saw a team win the finals like that, the the Milwaukee Bucks. They won. I love and look, and I love how we got like a, a tiny bit of like a veteran. Like it's not much, but dude, I love Stephen Adams. I'm not gonna lie, I like, I like, I love yeah, I liked him a lot when he was in Oklahoma City. Dude was a really big part of that Oklahoma City team. Yeah, he could rebound, he could block shots, and I feel like that was a big you know pickup for you all. Yeah, definitely. So, um, and the West is stacked anyway. Oh yeah, the West. I mean, of that's course, the pro- like. That's See, the, that's pro- the thing. Like we we'd play. Like we'd probably play like the like the Nuggets or the Clippers. Yeah. Some of the first and round. Kawhi Leonard's coming back. I know he's coming back. So I think y'all if y'all can compete so, with any team in the West. 
I, I think I think we can too, but it's just like it's gonna be hard. Like yeah. the playoffs this year are gonna be a grind. Mm-hmm. Like no matter where yeah. you are. I mean, you got, you know, you got, of course, Phoenix, Golden State, you all, the Grizzlies, but then you got teams like the Denver, Denver Utah. Utah, you know, you got Dallas, too. Dallas. I didn't even think about that. I'm going to say it. I'm telling you right now, the Lakers, I just feel like they're in a slump right now. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Lakers. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. I was going to. I want to have. I'm going to let you have the spotlight. He can stay in the frame. All right, well, fine. I'll take the spotlight. Shoot, I'll do it. Look. As a Laker fan, what I'm seeing right now is absolutely horrendous, okay? Uh-huh. The play of Russell Westbrook has to get better. Now, he's been playing better the last couple of games, I will admit. Oh. I will admit. When we sign this, what you call them, the old guys, what you call them? Huh? The, oh, sorry, the, I was thinking that. What you call them, the elderlies that we signed? Yeah, the elderlies, called, yeah. Yeah, he called them the elderlies. I did. Look, all these guys can still play. Melo can still play. LeBron is having an MVP season. If if his team was better, LeBron would be the front runner to win MVP. He's having that type of season. He scored 25 in like 18 straight games, and he's 38 years old. So, you know, LeBron is having another MVP type season like he should. Look, if Anthony Davis was healthy, I'm not even trying to make excuses. This team is starting to come together. If LeBron comes back with this team that we have right now, I feel like we can make some noise in the playoffs. We just have to figure out, you know, what kind of team we are. But the one thing I feel like the Lakers need to do is if they – I feel like Frank Vogel has to go. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Frank Vogel has to go. I did dislike the hire of Frank Vogel. You think it's his fault? Okay, well, look. Look at the – dude, the Lakers are almost dead last in the NBA in defensive rating. Frank Vogel is a defensive coach. He was known for his defense in Indiana. We had a, we had the best defense the year that we won the finals with LeBron in L.A., okay? This year, we're almost dead last in the NBA in defensive rating. We can't, like, if if your <coughs> philosophy is defense, 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 and then it's not turning out to what it's be, something has to change. Yeah. Either the players aren't buying into what you're doing or what you're trying to do with your defense, or you got to go, Frank Bogle. Yeah. And the, we, there's plenty of capable coaches. I, I really wanted the Lakers to get Tyron Lue. I, I like the Tyron Lue a lot. Where's he at right now? He's um he's with the Clippers. Is he still with the Clippers? He's still with the sister? Clippers, yeah. yes. He's, and I really wanted Tyron Lue so bad because I just, I just liked Tyron Lue. I felt like he was a great coach in Cleveland. And he, I feel like he would have been a good I, I feel like he was, too, but also part of me feels like, uh, was he a good coach or was he just LeBron's like, well, Okay, look, man. I mean, he's – I felt like he was a good enough head coach to – No, I do, too. I'm, to coach any team, even yeah. if he didn't have a LeBron. I mean, it would take some – I feel like it would take some time. But, you know, I mean, every team – not every coach is – I mean, every coach needs that player that, you know, we can rely on, like Steve Kerr has Steph, you know. Um, Mike Bootenholzer has Giannis. So, and Steve Nash, of course, has Kevin Durant. So, every coach is not, not I think, oh, another surprising team My that bad. I just thought about. You, when we were talking about Tyron Lue, all I can think about, like, I, I know they won the championship, but all I can think about, because it's so funny, is, why did you hold the ball, Jr.? <laughs> like, no, Jr. No, like, and, and him sitting there going, I thought we were ahead. Like, and then LeBron just, <laughs> it was like. Still one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, speaking of the Cleveland Cavaliers, hey, how about, about that tournament? Speaking of J.R. Smith, he's playing golf at North Carolina uh, A&T yes, right I saw now. that. I love that for him. I love that he's for him. He's doing a good Going job. Going back to college. I haven't been able to watch him. How has he been at golf right now? Well, you see, college golf, you can't really watch it a lot because mm-hmm. it's not on TV a lot. Yeah. But I've been keeping he's, he's doing pretty good. good. He's, he's, good. he's not Shout out bad. to J.R. Smith, man. Yeah, and I love that he's doing it at HBCU. He's always po- he's always tweeting and posting about it in school though. He's I like, just love that he's, he's like, doing man, it. math makes no sense, or man, studying sucks. I'll just say stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I love, no sh- I love that he's doing it at a HBCU, especially. You know, I just love that because yeah, and definitely. then like, oh, oh, we should have talked about that. 
um, Travis Hunter going to oh, Jackson State. Dude, yeah, oh yeah. man, and like that was huge. Like what was okay? What was your reaction? Like I was what was like, your reaction? I don't know how happened? much D. De- I, I was I was either thinking, man, this is crazy, or and then I, and then I was like. Man, how much is Dion paying this? That's kid? what everybody said. I, I don't like, think he's paying him. Dion literally went on li- went on live TV and said, "We have no money." He said, "We're not paying this kid." He wanted to come to Jackson State, and that wouldn't surprise me. He's a cornerback, and he gets to learn from one of the best cornerbacks in NFL history, in Dion yeah. Sanders. So you know, I it it kind of, I mean, it correlates. It they correlate yeah. together. So, but it, man, when I saw that, I was. I was like, okay, like he's Florida State, you know, is getting a really good player. And then when he, I love that he went to Jackson State. And yeah. I feel like more talented play, African American players need to go to these HBCUs. They need to support HBCUs instead of going to these big schools such as a Georgia or an Alabama. You can get to the NFL if you have the talent and like, well, yeah, I, I, like the, I feel like you can get to the NFL. That, and I, I feel like it's more appealing now for him too because like you've seen like a lot of like big name coaches take, like, I don't you're gonna laugh, but Hugh Jackson's at Grambling. I'm not gonna now. laugh at that. I'm serious. Like that's a but, and like Hugh I like Jackson's like Eddie Grambling. George is down the road at yeah, Tennessee State now exactly. too. So like it, oh man, it, I got it's to, becoming more enticing for them. Man, now. we got to meet Eddie George this past year at Oakland. It was awesome. Did you kiss dude. his feet. I would no, kiss his feet. I, I didn't get. I didn't kiss his feet. I'm not gonna kiss. I should wouldn't have. He didn't bring us Lombardi. <laughs> then I would have. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I love that he went to TSU. I love that Deion Sanders right now is at Jackson State, and Deion Sanders said it himself. These boys need to come to more HBCUs, and they need to show more. Like hey, I feel like HBCU games shouldn't be on games like ESPNU or like ESPN Four or like the bottom tier ESPN. ESPN Four. Like no, they they have them on there. Is put that them a thing? On, put it. I know it's, it's not, but I'm ESPN serious. Plus. Is that thing? Either way, they don't need to put them on no, that you're right. to where they have to where people have to pay extra to watch them. Like that's why you see some of these NFL scouts they can't look at guys from HBCUs because yeah. they they maybe they can't go out and look at the game that day. So maybe they want to turn it on, or on TV. So, but or they to can't. be honest, some. I've, even though they get paid a lot, I feel like some NFL scouts would just be cheap. Like, ah, I'm not paying for ESPN+. Exactly. Or, and I, that's the problem with NFL scouts nowadays. So I, f- like, I feel like they need to show more HBCU games on ESPN, on Definitely. CBS, Fox, ABC. It, I mean, it would only help. It will bring in more revenue and things of that nature for the NCAA. And you know okay. the NCAA loves their money. They love their money. Obviously. Yeah, that's they, all it's about. <laughs> yeah, that's it's all it's money, about. Money, it's in, all, that's all it's about, man. So At the end of the day, that's why we have four playoff teams right now, even though you're going to hear a hot take here. The BCS would still work. What? We never need to get rid of it. The BCS would not work. Uh, well, it would have worked this year. Actually, it wouldn't have. Who would have been the teams in the BCS? Well, Alabama? I'm going to be honest. It's actually good, I, let me retract that statement. It's actually a good thing we didn't have it this year because – uh, Georgia would have never won the national championship this year with the BCS exactly. because Alabama would have, the championship game would have been like Alabama and Michigan and Alabama would have destroyed them. Yeah. So, oh, so um, you want to go ahead and apologize. it has its pros and cons. Uh, do you want to go ahead and apologize to Georgia fans that you can't make that yes, joke of yeah. forty years anymore? Well, that you guys see, are the joke na- now. Now we are the nineteen eighty is now nineteen ninety eight, <laughs> and it will be for probably the rest of my damn life. Well, look, there's nothing. Uh, Josh Heupel can get it done. He, I, I don't know if he can win a natty, but he can get y'all, you know, nine to ten wins. Seriously, this is all I ask, okay? Because the last four freaking coaches we've had have done the opposite of this. Can he just leave it better than he found it? <laughs> like, just just leave us in a better spot than you had it, mm-hmm. than you found us in. Yeah. Because the last four coaches certainly haven't done that. <laughs> I can't, I have no, I can't really talk. You know, it's been, 
a struggle for LSU, but I do love the hire of Brian Kelly. At first, I didn't like it. It's been you can a struggle ask, for LSU. It ha- no, like the last two Has years, it it, we have not played to the LSU standard that we are supposed to play to. Yes, I know we won a national championship two years ago, but then you the have next year, absolutely we, no room to talk. Right I now. okay, look, I'm not. Yes, I would I not want to be in your struggle for a couple of years, but just say it like I, that. But, do you know? Oh, how, dude, it's just been horrible for us. It has oh, been, man. It has been bad. We lost to a bunch of teams that you know we had the talent to. We should have beat that UCLA okay, team. Okay, but you know? listen. You know what you can say for the rest of your life? What? You can say, one, we're national champions, and two, you can say we have the best team that's ever played college football. Yes, we do. So you can LSU, say both That 2019 things. LSU team, and I stand by this, they are the best college football team in history. And people tell me that 2001 Miami team was better. Dude, I disagree. I know. I wish we could see that game. Oh, somehow. man, that would be crazy, right? I know. 2001 Miami against 2019 Yeah, see, LSU. like, our 2001 Tennessee team, so – so we played since the Florida game got moved to the last game of the year that year because of nine eleven. So we go into Florida, eighteen point underdogs beat them. It's like, oh my god! All we gotta do is beat number twenty one LSU next week, and we go to the Natty, and then we all know what happens. We lose. <laughs> but hey, see, here's the thing: we would. I feel like Miami would have killed us anyway. Oh, I mean, they killed so, that Nebraska team. But it would have been nice to win the SEC. Yeah, yeah. When's the last time y'all won the SEC? Ninety eight. Mm, that must be tough. You know, we won it back in 2019. But last um, time, last time we went to the championship game was 2007. Uh, you know who y'all four. lost to? LSU. LSU. I know. <laughs> Let's go to college basketball. Thorn in our side. Like, <laughs> like I don't even hate y'all. Y'all are just like a. It's like that annoying little like. You know how sometimes it rains and it's like. This is no disrespect to you. It's just only because we don't play enough. If we played more, I'd freaking hate y'all. Yes. But like, you know how like sometimes when it's raining, it's just enough to be annoying. That's how LSU is for me. <laughs> It's just enough to be annoying. Like you don't, you're not all pissed off. It's just enough to be annoying. Anyway, now on the college basketball, um, Auburn's winning the national championship. I, I disagree. I, I disagree with that statement. Bruce Pearl, I miss you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> no, look that. Uh, first of all, he. I'm not okay. I'm not disagreeing with what he's saying. Um, there's plenty of teams that can win the national championship, but this Auburn team is on fire. I mean, they're. They are the dude, clear-cut favorite, see, favorites the thing, to win the SEC. See, this is the thing that makes me miss... Dude, they are so fun to watch. Yeah, they are. They, dude. They, did you, I watched them play Alabama the other day. I, I watched the first half, then I went to go work out. But, dude, even the first... I was like, oh, my God. I watched the so whole fun. game, man. They have so much fun playing basketball. I know, dude. All of those guys, like that um, KD Johnson kid, he's, he's one of my favorite players to watch. Dude plays with so much passion. Oh, the whole Auburn team plays with no, passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Bruce Pearl, they were up by, like, 18. And he got m- mad because one of his players fouled. And they are up by 18. I'm like, man, why are you yeah. being mad? But, like, that's the type of attitude They're trying you have to, to set have. a standard. Yeah, yeah, that's the type of standard you have to have to win a national championship, especially like a talented I, it's, college it's football. Cra- it's crazy, too. College basketball, excuse me. Because, like, I thought whenever they made their Final Four run, I was like, all right, this is the ceiling for Auburn. This is the yeah. best they're going to get. And now they're like. They're, they could really win the national championship this year. And they I, definitely could. I I think right now it would be my pick to win the national championship. Really, they Auburn. would. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's who's gonna beat them. I and like, like even their loss to UConn was an overtime. It was. It was. That is a very tough question. I feel like t- uh, t- teams that could compete with them would be uh, John exactly. Calipari Perry and yeah, my okay. Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, he they gets beat you. They beat you like two weeks ago. I right don't now. care. They barely beat us. We were up on. Them. Oh, we didn't have Ty Ty Watt. I don't. Care. We we didn't. That's a big. Y'all Ty-Ty. still blew a lead. Okay, yes, we did. We did. No, no did, okay. another thing about Auburn, they also have the number one pick in the draft. They they do. They do. What's his face? Uh, Jade, it's like J.D. Smith. It's, it's, 
I can't believe I said they, that. Neither one of us knows his name. That's so embarrassing. All right, have, go, go ahead. I'm gonna look him. They up. have um, they have the seven footer. I saw him, Walker Kessler. Dude, dude's like I seven, know. seven four, and was just blo- he had like seven blocks the last game. So that was dude, that he, was pretty crazy. He's, he's that transfer from North Carolina, right? I think so. Yeah. See, we wanted him bad, really bad. <laughs> no, we have to be running Yorks Plasvic and. Floppy fish, John Fulkerson out there. Well, I'll let game. you go ahead and talk about. Actually, no, you're no. You're go gonna, ahead, go yeah, ahead. I'll go I'll ahead and talk up. about uh, Kentucky. Um, first of all, look, the team that could beat Auburn is John Calipari in the Kentucky Wildcats. Jabari Smith. Yeah, that's what I, I was. I knew it was something. I have something like, yeah, Smith, it's on the tip that. of my tongue. Yes, yeah, and he he is the clear cut number one overall pick. Yeah, I do agree with definitely. you. Definitely. But look, Oscar Sheep. First of all, we have the Player of the Year. Oscar Sheepway is winning Player of the Year. He is, dude. The average is twenty rebounds a game, and like is the one. One of could argue Jabari Smith should win Player of the Year. I don't care about Jabari Smith. Oscar Sheepway and the Kentucky Wildcats are going to beat them the next time they play. It next sucks because I can't say anything. Next, y'all beat us by freaking thirty. Yes, we did. We killed y'all, and that's the thing. Like can, the thing about this Kentucky team, I noticed is this. They will play good one game, and then they'll play down to a team's level. Like last night, they beat Vanderbilt only by seven. Okay, they I we do the opposite. <laughs> we play great against horrible teams, and whenever we play a great team, we like like no like clinch our cheeks. We do like first of all, we beat. Okay, I know North Carolina is down this year, but they were still North Carolina. We killed them. We you killed know? them too. We yeah, okay, yes, y'all did. But then we played y'all. We killed y'all. That was a big win for us. And then oh my goodness, last Saturday when we played Kansas, y'all don't understand how happy a man. Dude, was. I turned the game. I was like. I was like, oh yeah, Duncan Gaines. I turn it on. I'm like, what the heck is going on yeah, here? I mean, like I'm we like, we had Bill. We beat them by twenty in, in Fall Gallon. Yeah, in Lawrence. Yeah. Like that. That uh, that's never that's happened. Unheard of. I yeah. know. So I'm really happy that um, this Kentucky team. I feel like can compete with Auburn. They they can compete with any team in the country. And a big part of that, not only is Sheepway, but I feel like an underrated piece that Kentucky has is Xavier Wheeler. I mean, he dude. Dude is a perfect floor general. Definitely. I mean, he's a great passer. He's improving week by week on his shooting. I mean, he was shooting lights out against Kentucky, or against Kansas. Excuse me. Yep. So he's a really big part. He's a transfer from Georgia. I yeah. was, you know, when we first got him, I was like, oh, he's coming from Georgia. I'm not really, I don't know. Like, I don't really, yeah. I haven't really watched him much. But like seeing him play, he controls um, the flow of the game, and I feel like um, he went. I think he went out. Oh yeah, he went out when we didn't when we played Notre Dame. He got hurt. And I know Kentucky's had a couple bad losses, but I feel like this team is learning. They're young. They're growing. And I feel like they can compete with Auburn, Duke, Gonzaga, Baylor, all of those teams to go to the Final Four. They're a Final Four team. Yeah. So let's go on to Tennessee, man. Well, I have my notes here. What the hell? Because <laughs> it's really all I, I can say about this team. Uh, this team has made me uh, happy to the point where I was jumping up and down on my room after we beat Arizona. After, specifically the M1 play that Fulkerson had in that game. And they've made me mad enough to where I was throwing things when Kentucky was beating us so bad. Um, it's like that sometimes, I understand. We were the same way last year. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde all year. I think it's a little bit different, though, because of COVID. And I do think this team's a little bit better than last year's team, just a tad bit. Um, one thing that's encouraging right now is we do have a pretty easy schedule until we play y'all again. Mm-hmm. I think... As long as long like we have like this six game stretch that started after we played uh, after we played LSU, and like I was like we we need to go four and one or four and two or five and one through this stretch. So we've lost one one game to Texas. Obviously, that's except. I mean, that game was just. I mean, it just makes me mad. How do we score fifty one in that game, and then like three nights later we play A and M and we score ninety. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, that like the inconsistency with Tennessee. Pick one. Yeah. Please. Okay, so how do you feel about Rick Barnes? Like, I've heard you talk about Rick Barnes. I, so I want you uh, well, to Well, I texted you during output. the Kentucky game. I was yeah. like, I hope this idiot retires today. <laughs> I was like, just announce your retirement. We don't need to fire you. Just retire now. Um, I, My mood's changed on him a little bit. I mean, I was just, just mad in the moment after that game. But mm-hmm. it does seem like, like that game. We have played better since that game, yeah. I will say. Um, We haven't really gotten blown out by anybody. I mean, the Texas game was a horrible game to watch. I mean, I I only caught the end of that game. If it wasn't for a 16-0 run, I mean, we wouldn't have. Yeah, we we were down 16 in that game. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for that, we would have never came back in that game. Um, But, yeah, it was, like like I said, since since that Kentucky game, we have played a little bit better. But I, part of me is like, okay, maybe we can turn around. But then Mm -hmm. part of me knows what I've seen this whole year, and I'm like, so I don't know. It's yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's hard to get a, uh, a good, the inconsistency. Which yeah, I, it's hard to get a good read on us right now, which is like one thing that concerns me for March is like it's the eye test for us right now is like I don't know. Like I see five different teams every time they play. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know. I mean, Brad told you right now has us like a four seed right now. I feel like if we only lose like because we, we have a fairly easy schedule the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Like the only three get tough teams we have to play the rest of the way. Y'all again, Arkansas twice, and which hopefully I'll just take a split there because you know how hard it is to win yeah. in Arkansas. Yes, and then is. we got to play. Um, Do y'all play Auburn? Any? Yeah, we got to play. Yeah. We play Auburn at home. But oh, fr- they'll freaking kill us, dude. They're they're like they they don't lose home games. I mean they they just they're, man that Auburn team nah, man is just they will. Yeah. I mean even though it is a top, I still feel like they'll kill us. Mm-hmm. It is. One 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 notch in our hat that is nice to have is we are one of only two teams to beat Arizona this year. So that's 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 nice way, to at least be able to um, say. I like watching Tennessee. One guy that really stuck out to me was Kennedy Chandler. I really like Kennedy Chandler. And see, I feel I, like he's a really I good kinda player. Get, I kind of our fan base is so hard on him. Like he makes one mistake, mm-hmm. and like you ought to see Twitter just all at once. You refresh, Kennedy. What the hell, Kennedy? You yeah. suck. Yeah, go to the NBA early. LOL. I'm like. Yeah, and he's only a he's freshman. He's 18. Yeah, like, he's only a freshman. He's like, like 18, and that's what And that's what people don't understand is some of these guys. Tennessee fans definitely don't. Because we, we, <laughs> this is only like, like we had Keon and Springer. Like, I will say this. Oh, Jaden Springer sucked. I had to, like, I was like, why is this dude on the court? I was like, he's just, he's just a body on the court. Keon Johnson I loved. Mm-hmm. Keon Johnson. Like, oh, man, Keon Johnson. But I think, I will say, out, out of those three, I think uh, Chandler's been the best out of those three mm-hmm. for sure. Like, and that's I will say he's not even close to like how bad, like not bad, but like I think he's better than them. It's not even close. Okay, I will so say that right now. But, who are your clear cut teams that can make it to the final four? Your clear cut teams. Well, like we were saying earlier, I Auburn. definitely think Auburn's. Yes, Auburn's the, the first four. one. Uh, Duke, of course, you know Duke. Yeah. The, I mean, Duke's gonna be extra motivated, yeah. especially with it being Coach K's last yeah. year. I kind of um, like, I mean, obviously Gonzaga's got basically the same team they did last yeah. year aside from... Uh, Chet Holmgren. And uh, what's the other? Suggs. Yeah. Yeah, aside yeah, from that, they've got basically the same yeah. team. Uh, um, Baylor. Baylor's always in contention. They're kind of struggling They're right struggling now, right now, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I still think... I, I think they'll, they, yeah. they'll turn it around. They've like, been the big, there the big, the big 12's really good, mm-hmm. so I mean... We got um, them. Uh... Kentucky, can't you can't you can't uh, go wrong with you see? I I really like Purdue. Purdue, I really like. Purdue. I I feel they like had that Ivy kid that I've heard about. He's J- really good. He hit that shot to beat mm-hmm. Ohio State. Dude, he's really good. He is the real deal. I yeah. think. Yeah. Like I I would pick, like there'd be two teams right. If I filled out my bracket today, there'd be two teams that I for sure have in the Final Four, no matter what, and that'd be Auburn and Purdue. Hmm. Personally. Okay. Purdue. Um. 
Would you say no? Nah, produce? I wouldn't say produce a dark horse. No. Nah, they'd be considered a dark horse that I did write on here. Texas Tech, man. Texas Tech has been playing really well. I mean, they obviously, to be honest, neither one of us played any good in that game we played against them. That was just a horrible basketball game. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, he's like, hey man, I'm tuned in. You texted me when the game. You said, I'm tuned in. Yeah, I did. I watched that game. Uh, I said, hey man, I'm gonna check y'all out. Y'all are playing Texas Tech. And then I was like, I'm I was like, oh, this is a rough game. You're like, why am I? Wa-? I bet you were just thinking, why am I watching this? No, because I texted. I was like, this is this is not what I expected it to be. I mean, it was a great game. But I was like, just, I was both like, teams uh, offensively. I, said, were just I think not I said you. Well. I think I said you at one point. I was like, I'm sorry, you have to watch this. <laughs> he did. He did. He texts me that every time I watch like, Tennessee basketball. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're watching this right now. But yeah, I. UCLA, Arizona, I, Arizona. Well, can we just good. appreciate that? T- okay, first of all, why did they have the Texas Tech, Texas, and Alabama Auburn games on at the same time the other night? There should have been a, that, that should have had two different sh- games. Six o'clock should have really been, should have been Alabama Auburn, and then eight o'clock should have been Texas Texas Tech. They should have yeah. been the doubleheader on the ESPN. I agree, I agree. But that being said, two unreal atmospheres yes, just at yes, once. I agree. Like Chris Beard coming, it reminded me so much of Kiffin this year coming back, dude. It was like it was like the exact and dude, every freaking shot. Like, it, like, every shot Texas Tech made, you would thought they just made a buzzer beater to win the game. Like, that place was so loud. Texas Tech won, didn't they? They beat Texas Tech, yeah, yeah, yeah. what I thought. Both, both the home teams won there. So Okay, so the final question for college basketball for the college basketball segment, who is your dark horse to possibly make it to the Final Four or just upset teams in the uh, tournament? You said Texas Tech. Oh, yeah, you did say Texas Tech. I agree with you. We did say Texas Tech. You're an idiot. I'm sorry. Uh, there's Texas sh- Tech. He screws us up all the time. I do. I, I, I didn't remember that. He just that forgets one. stuff. Uh, there's Texas Tech. Um, like you said, Purdue. I feel like Ohio State could really be one. I was. I, I like Ohio State. Me, I, like Ohio I don't State. know. I, I'm kind of like. Hey, hey, I told I mean, the whole Big Ten. I told him. Like, the whole Big Ten's good. You know what's I crazy? Mean, like, the Big 12 is great, and the I SEC like, is a lot stronger than they used to. I feel like this is a year. I feel like this is a year where we don't know who's going to win. Like, you got so many, you got so, at least four, three to four, maybe even five teams from almost each conference that yeah. could possibly win. Like, SEC, you got Auburn, Kentucky. You yeah, know. I mean, I kind of like that because, like, last year, like, there were, there were some good teams. Yes. Proven to do all, it's like, it's going to be Gonzaga. Yeah, Gonzaga it's, was going to make who's it. The, who's the other one that was really good? Baylor, of course. Gonzaga, Baylor, and there's somebody else. Um, Who was? Was it Duke? No, Duke Duke didn't no, make the tournament. Didn't make That's the tournament. crazy. Duke did not make the tournament last year. Um, Kansas, maybe? That, I know. Well, at the end of the day. Like a five seed. Um, Duke, well, Duke, anyway. yeah, Duke and Gonzaga, or Gonzaga and Baylor were the two, you know, main focuses. Yeah, and we yeah, all yeah. picked them to – or Illinois. Illinois. That's who it was. Yeah, Illinois. Yeah. Illinois. I was like, some, they lost in, like, the second round. Yeah, right? Illinois. Yeah. And, it, like, you know, Illinois, they had, of course um, – I mean, they had Kofi. Kind of and, yes, Desumu. So, but, like – They still got Kofi this yeah, year. Yeah, and he, he went He's off last night. He had 37 no, yeah. points last night. So, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of teams from almost each conference that could make the Final Four win a national championship. Definitely. So, yeah, um – we will be right back with our uh, next segment. Christian will be talking about the MLB lockout. And so, yeah, thank you yeah. guys for listening. All right, so we're back, and uh, I'm going to be talking about the baseball lockout here a little <laughs> bit. Uh, Zephian, what are your thoughts on the baseball lockout? Well, I actually just found out what the baseball lockout was a couple of days ago. I'm still kind of confused on what the baseball lockout is. So this is where you come in and tell me what the lockout, what is the baseball lockout, and what does it mean? So they're negotiating a new CBA, which means a collective bargaining agreement. This Mm -hmm. is something that happens in all major sports leagues between, like, like in the NFL, it's NFL and the NFLPA. That's that's why the the league got why it got extended from 16 games to 17 games. Okay, like it was a new CBA that's Mm -hmm. come into play, like new with seven game playoffs. That's what that is. So 
basically what they're the MLBPA and the MLB is negotiating right now is number of teams in the playoffs, salary cap, all that crap, and they can't agree on anything basically right now. So they they they're going horribly. Negotiations are right now. <laughs> I mean, no, because like every time it's like, oh yeah, I see. What's I guess Jeff Passan's like uh, ESPN's main baseball guy. He'll tweet something out like almost every day. Another meeting today. Negotiations went horrible. He says there was no deal. There was never gonna be a deal. I'm like okay, <laughs> okay. So that tells this, me how it's going. So like, will this have an effect on the season? So every time he, that guy tweets, he basically says spring training. It's very unlikely it's gonna start one time. Now, I don't know about opening day and like if that's gonna affect that what time the actual season starts. But there's pretty much no chance spring training's gonna start on time, which is would suck. And like, see, like the main thing this is affecting for me and from like an outside point of view is like. Here's, here's just a list of some of the free agents that haven't been able to sign yet just because of this. Mm-hmm. Carlos Correa is still out there. You know, Obviously, he's been great for the Astros for yes, years. I, I know Carlos Correa. A lot of guys that are listening to this podcast are going to know. Freddie Freeman. is still. See, all these, Braves. all these Braves fans. Shout out to my grandmother. She's a big Braves fan. Shout out. Braves I have fan. like 50 million Braves fans. So <laughs> I'll just say, good job, guys. Yeah, I've already said, freaking, I hate my life. I hate being a Reds fan. Um <laughs> Yeah, so Freddie Freeman, he's still out there. I mean, see, they've been wor- they were already worried like after the World Series. It's like, oh, was that his last day as bad as a Brave? See, now they've just all their anxiety has just gone up because he hasn't been able to sign now. I personally I think he'll resign with the Braves no matter how long this yeah. takes, personally. But Chris Bryant's still out there too. Um, you know, he was with San Francisco this year after the Cubs traded him there, but I that's gonna be an interesting one to see how that plays out. Um Trevor Story is still out there, too. That's another one I didn't even think about because uh, Colorado, they didn't end up getting to trade him. But, uh, yeah, I, d- I highly doubt he resigns to Colorado because they were just a dumpster fire this year. Nick Castellanos for my Reds is still out there as well. Uh, you know, he was an all-star for us this year, and uh, I'd really like us to resign him. But at the end of the day, we are the cheapest team in baseball, and we'll probably offer him a ham sandwich to stay in Cincinnati. So I'm, accepting, I'm expecting him to walk. Unfortunately, and it's gonna suck. I'm gonna hate it because I love him. But you know what? As a red, man, you just have it rough for all your sports teams. Well, too, yeah, we haven't won a play. You know, see, I and that's the other thing that sucks for me. I follow a bunch of Cincinnati accounts on Twitter because of the Reds. Because <laughs> I'm a Reds fan. Yes. All of them are Bengals fans. Oh, I, all oh, of them are posting Bengals it. stuff oh, right now. I believe now. it. Every single. I'm just like. I, I heard somebody that. say that Joe Burrow that. would be bigger than LeBron if he wins this Super Bowl. <sighs> what do you guys think? Let us know what, what you guys think. Do you think well, Joe Burrow would be bigger? I'm going to say no, and here's the reason why. Cleveland is Ohio's basketball team. Mm, yeah. Cincinnati doesn't have a basketball team. That's true. Cleveland has a football team. They do. Most of Cleveland's going to hate that the Bengals are just won the Super Bowl. You are not, you are not wrong. That's yeah. the way I see it. I didn't even think about that. That is a good point you made. But, but for, the, for Cincinnati, it's like the it's – like the, the, it'll be like – the greatest thing that's happened in Cincinnati sports since the Reds won the World Series in, like, 92. Dang. And see, that's the other thing. Now the, 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 the Bengals haven't won a playoff game in, like, 30 years. The Reds haven't won a playoff series in, like, 30 years either. So, okay. well. it's great. It's just <laughs> awesome. Anyways, and then the final one is Kyle Schwarber. Uh, yeah, another good name out there that still hasn't been able to sign. So, hopefully all, all this comes to a head soon and uh, – that's all we have on the lockout. Yeah. All right. No, what are you doing? Hit the red. Hit the box. Hit the. There. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the six one five. We hope you guys have enjoyed the show so far. But now, it's time for us to get serious and speak on a topic that we feel as though is a very huge topic, not only around the NFL but just worldwide. Um, and it's 
injustice and the Brian Flores situation. If you guys have not heard, Brian Flores is suing the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and the Denver Broncos all for hiring um, in in justice hiring practices as they I feel it he feels as though all three of those teams have been racist and um, have had racial issues within their hiring practice so just a little backstory Brian Flores was the head coach for the Miami Dolphins from 2019 to 2021 in those three years he had two winning seasons as last year the Dolphins went nine and seven and this year they went ten and seven with the extra game he finished his career with the Miami Dolphins 24 and 25 as he was fired this year which everybody was very surprised about, including myself and Christian here. Yeah, we were well, very surprised. The by main it. thing, obviously, I'm gonna let you keep talking. But the, the main, the main thing I'd like to say about this whole situation, he never should have been fired in the first. We shouldn't even be in this situation exactly because he never should have been fired in the first place. He shouldn't have been in. I mean, the turnaround they had this year is like, like they were, yeah, they barely missed the playoffs, but like they were one and seven, yeah. and then not eight seven in a row. Was, they're eight and seven, mm-hmm. yeah, and nine and seven. Yeah. Like, so I, I totally agree with you on that, but. Just a summary, I will go into each reason why he's um, suing each and every single one of these teams. The Miami Dolphins will be first. Um, he is suing their owner. Oh, uh, What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I can't honest. remember his name. I don't even want to go into it. But he, their, the Miami Dolphins owner paid Brian Flores $100,000 to tank. If you do not know what tanking is, it basically means they send their players out there and the players basically lose games on purpose so teams can get a higher draft pick. That it has been heard with Hugh Jackson and the Cleveland Browns have done it to uh, get certain players. They wanted Brian Flores to tank so they could get the number one pick to draft a guy like Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or one of the, a quarterback of that um, tier. They ended up drafting Tua, which I didn't think was a bad draft pick. Neither one of us did. The, Tua's doing, a, I feel, a pretty good job in Miami as the quarterback right now. But um, then... Uh, the owner also met with Flores on a yacht and was about to break the tampering rule. The tampering rule means if a player is still under contract with one team, he cannot talk to or make have, discuss any contracts or talk about trade talks with another team. Flores and the owner met this prominent quarterback on the yacht, which we all know the prominent quarterback in the free agent market last year. We're not going to go into his name, though. That's another time for... Um, we, you'll you'll think you'll figure it out, but don't just say his name. So, but Flores refused, and he said that he was treated with disdain and disorderly conduct by the uh, Miami Dolphins. So, it's just I feel the whole situation with the Miami Dolphins is terrible, and I felt like the owner should have done if if this is true with the owner of the Miami Dolphins. He should not have another job in the NFL, not as an owner or anything with the NFL. He should just be let go, and this is where a black owner, I feel like, needs to come in and take ownership of an NFL team. In the NFL, there has never been a African-American owner, and I feel like that is a problem, especially with the new implemented Rooney Rule, which I will go into in just a little bit. Now I will go into why Brian Flores is suing the New York Giants. The New York Giants, um, Brian Flores was interviewing for the New York Giants job. While he was interviewing, he received a text message. Not while, but before he was about to go in for an interview, he received a text message from Patriots co- Bill, coach Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, Brian Flores used to work on the Patriots staff with Bill Belichick, so they're very close. Belichick texts Flores and said, it looks like you got the job in New York. Flores was very confused. He asked, what are you talking about, Bill? I haven't even interviewed him. He was like, do you know something I don't know? Yes, he said, do you know something I don't know? Bill Belichick said, from what I'm hearing, it looks like you got the job. 
Brian said, I'm hoping I get the job. I haven't even had my interview yet. Flores came he, to the... Or, yeah. no, he, he texted him, I think, and it was like, are you talking... He said, yes. this is Brian Flores. Are you Flores talking to Flores realized, yeah. yeah, he realized what Bill Belichick was talking about, and he he said, are you texting Brian DeBall or Brian Flores? And he said, my my mistake... Um, he said, "I f that up." Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how Bill Belichick texts, but we're that's we're not gonna go into that. <laughs> no, it's crazy how like that's half yeah. started this whole thing. Exactly, is Bill Belichick just mistakenly yeah. texting the and, wrong person. And Flores said, "This is but not of, a, of anybody to do it. It's Bill yeah. Belichick." But Flores has stated that this is not about Bill Belichick. No, this isn't his fault. No, I mean, everybody not. has texted a person no, mistakenly, yeah, yeah. so it's th- this has nothing to do with Bill Belichick. This isn't Bill Belichick's fault. Now back to the problem. The problem about this is this. The Giants knew that they were going to hire Brian DeBall from uh, the Buffalo Bills, and there's no problem with that. He's a he, you know, he was on. He coached Josh Allen from when he was in the NFL to now, so there's no problem with that. This is a cool hire for the Giants, but the problem is this: the New York Giants are still going to interview Brian Flores. The only reason the the Giants were still going to interview Brian Flores was to say that they complied. It was just to check a box. Yes, just to check a box and say they complied with the Rooney Rule. Now, the Rooney Rule in the NFL is this. The Rooney Rule was implemented 17 years or 19 years ago back in 2003. The Rooney Rule states that um, it is a rule where every NFL team with a vacancy in head coach, GM, or a front office position has to interview at least two external minority candidates. The rule then changed in 2021 to require each team to interview at least two external external minority candidates for open head coaches positions, one external minority candidate for a coordinator job, and a female candidate must be interviewed for a senior le- level position. That means club president or senior executive or vice president. The Giants were just checking off a box saying they complied with the Rooney Rule. And another fact about the Rooney Rule that was implemented back in 2003. Did you know, ever since the um, the Rooney Rule has been imp- implemented, there have uh, been 17, 17 minority have, head coaches have been hired since the rule has been in place. All, all of those coaches, almost half of those coaches have been fired. And now, ever since the Rooney Rule is placed, there is only one black head coach in the NFL, and that's Mike Tomlin from the Steelers. He's a good one. He is he's a great a very one. Good he's, one. A, he's a great coach. Great coach. But here are some of the coaches that got fired with winning records. Anthony Land for the Chargers. Jim Codwell. I, Steve Wilkes was fired after one year. That's another topic. Um, and then, of course, Brian Flores. Steve where, was, Wilkes, where was Wilkes at? He was at the Cardinals, but he went. He did not have a winning record, but he got fired after one year. Yeah. And that's that's, that's another thing I want to talk about is this. Yeah, I remember when they fired Lynn. I'm yes. like, they never should have fired yeah, him. Yeah, I, 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 I feel I like disagree. If, if they have Anthony Lynn as their coach, they might make the playoffs. Yes, and, yeah. I, and I agree with you on that. Now, the problem here is this. This is why this means so much to me. As a, you know, somebody who has been a big part, have, football has been a big part of my life for a very long time. And um, it... It's not good for me to look, you know, and watch the NFL and to see nobody like myself. You know, I don't see it. There's rarely any black GMs. There's no black owners. I mean, and there's one black head coach. And I feel like the African-American head coaches are held to a higher standard than some of these white um, coaches. And, you know, a perfect example would be Brian Flores. You know, he 
had a winning record. He never should have been fired. He never should have been fired. And see, the thing about him, I feel like, like, that shows he was just held to a super high standard for no reason. Like, he's still getting interviews. Like, like I saw that he's still a, even after all his losses, he's He's still still a finalist for the Texans job. And the Saints job I hope he gets one of them. I hope he gets one of those as well. And he's, and, you know, there's so many coaches and coordinators. There's only, there's only four black offensive coordinators in the NFL. Yeah. And there's so many qual. All of them and are like, qualified. And like the enemy's the big one. That, like, I was every about year to say he's going to get a job. There are so many does. offensive coordinators that um, could easily get a head coaching job. Eric Bieniemy, Brian Left, Byron Leftwich, Leftwich, yes, um, Byron Leftwich, what is the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, I did see he took his own name out of the Jaguars. He did. Job. He did. Yeah. He did. I did see that. But last year, he had one of the best offenses in the league. Right. Yeah. They won the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Tell me why this man did not get any request for an interview. No request. None at all. And see, like, especially this year, it's because, like, there's so many openings. Exactly. Like, last last year was, wasn't nearly this it, many, but, like, but still. Still. Yeah. Still. There yeah. should be. And he's he he's getting requests now. enemy is another one. Everybody's been talking about get this man hired immediately. Yeah. Players. Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid said he should be hired. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Mikael Hardman. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, all of them are so high on Eric Bieniemy, yep. and everybody says, "Well, his offense can be stopped easily." You know, no, it's it really can't be. Nope. I mean, he he is a great offensive-minded guy, and the fact that he does not have a job is still just shocking to me. You got Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the Bills. He used to be a former head coach for the uh, Vikings. He was fired, and I felt like that was a bad firing. A lot of people had a problem with that. Jim Caldwell is another good example um, for why. You know, these head coaches are held to a higher standard. Jim Codwell had a, ready, a winning record with the Lions, and he still got fired. That is a problem in the NFL now. Wait, and did he get fired by the Lions or the Colts? He got fired by the Lions. I forgot he was he even got, with the Lions. Yeah, he got fired by the Lions. And it, and it's it's just, it sucks, and it hurts me, yeah. especially me, because what if I want to go be a GM? Am I going to yeah. have this same trouble? You know, because I've always thought about, you know, right. maybe I can go work in a front office. Right. But it's yeah. hard for me to look at the NFL now and say that's something that I want to do. And it's and it's a problem because, like, there's there's no minority. Like, now it doesn't even have to be about African-American. There's barely any women right. in the NFL. And it's not, and it's not about... Roger Goodell in the league office. The league office is very diverse. That is something yeah. I did not know. It is very diverse in the league office. It's these owners right. of these other teams. And Brian Flores made a really good point. The NFL is ran like a slave plantation. And it is. I mean, 70% of the NFL is made up of African Americans and minorities. There is not, like I said, there is not one black owner. Not one African American, or there's two minority owners, but there's not one African American owner. These owners are sitting in watching these guys, you know, risk their risk their careers, risk their lives, putting their bodies on the line, and then you want to have somebody like the Miami Dolphins owner tank games. Yeah. And you know, like I was listening to First Take yesterday, and Stephen A. made a really good point. He said these. Um, white coaches need to come out if they've been asked to tank because if they if yeah. no white coach comes out and says they have been asked to tank that is a problem. Yeah, it's, it, it shows you that and like these, you know it. Yeah. happened. Yeah, I mean that's definitely happened. Yeah, but yeah. you never if they don't come if out they don't and say then, it, yeah, never then yeah. yeah, but it is a problem because Hugh Jackson, you know Hugh Jackson, you got Brian Flores. If it's like they like I said they held these. Um, I mean my mom has always told me this. As an African-American man, 
I'm going to have to work harder in life, you know? And Brian Flores had to work harder, you know? Hugh Jackson had to work harder. Mike Tomlin even had to work work harder just to keep his job, man. And that's that is such a problem in the NFL nowadays. And I and I just I just can't stand it. Yeah. I can't stand to, you know, watch a guy like Brian Flores get fired and over something he can't even control yeah. like he he won games for him. He did his job, and I respect he him. He did his good yeah, job. Yeah, and I him. and I applaud him so much for willing for being willing to stand up to this and to show the problem in the NFL to point it out. Definitely. It needs to be pointed out. The NFL and he I, and one thing I, I feel bad for is he's going to get treated like Colin Kaepernick got treated. Yeah, he's not going to like he's going to everybody's not going to want to hire Brian. Ford. I hope it's not that. I, I hope I hope it's not that way either because he deserves a head coaching job. He's shown that he deserves a head coaching job. Yeah. And um, lastly, I want to end off with this. Um, again, I applaud Brian Flores. I love what he's doing with the NFL. And I just, you know. I hope he still gets a job. Yes, I yeah. hope he still gets a job. And any African-American kid, minority kid right now that's listening to this or a minority parent, African-American parents, your son, I promise you, this. I feel like this is going to change. This is going to make Roger Goodell do something and make some kind of change. Change is coming in the NFL. I feel as though it is. It needs to. It needs to immediately. Or, you know, the NFL is not going to be – It's gonna. this is going to put a stain on the NFL. Yep. It is. So um, I, I respect – I also respect Brian Flores for not um, tanking these games and taking the money and taking these games. He said, you know, I respect these guys because this also hurts the players as well on the team yep. because some of these players, they're barely on the team. And if you take games, it's not only messing up Brian Flores' resume, it's messing up these players' chances to get another job. Lastly, Brian Flores is also suing the Denver Broncos because uh, the day of his interview with the Denver Broncos, John Elway and other members of the front office staff showed up late and disheveled and drunk to his interview. Yes, I said it, drunk. That is also another problem. They were, again... I feel as though they were only interviewing Brian Flores to set to check a box, to check a box and comply with the Rooney rule of the NFL. That, like I said, that I just summarized it right there. That is a problem. It needs to change. Or, I mean, this could lead to many things. You know, players may go on strike. Yeah. Anything could happen with this. So Roger Goodell, I don't actually, it's not even a Roger Goodell. Right now, I'm sitting down as an 18-year-old kid. I am challenging these NFL owners, GMs, everybody to do something because if you're with me and Christian and everybody here that knows the truth and what needs to happen, you, you will speak your mind on this. Yep. Keep speaking your opinion. You know, go just talk to somebody. It doesn't matter. Keep if you speak your mind, change will happen. We need as much, you know, as many as opinions as possible. So that's my take on the Brian Flores situation. I applaud Brian Flores. Um, you know, I hope everything works out for him and. I'm hoping, you know, he proves he he makes change. And I think he will. And I 100% think he will. So that's all I have for that situation. I'm glad we got to, uh, you know, talk about that. Yeah, I am too. You did a good job, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I think that was very good. And, uh, yeah, we got to wrap it up now before I kick us out of here. But... uh, (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. We are so uh, glad to be back. Yes, it's, definitely. It's just, and hopefully you guys we'll be see, back on a normal schedule. We have a now, studio, studio now. Studio this now. is amazing. Yeah. I know. I think, bro, it is, this is amazing. All right, I well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you guys in the next one. Listen we'll to pro- 615 and we'll have more guests for you guys. I don't know when we'll have our next one, but we'll keep yes. you guys posted. Don't worry. All right, thank you guys for listening.